0: bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming out on today's program, major banks in China are expected to cut mortgage and deposit rates in stimulus bid, and Guangzhou becomes the first among top Chinese cities to ease mortgage curbs. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. China's largest banks are preparing to cut interest rates on existing mortgages and deposits, the latest state-directed measures to show up growth in the world's second-largest economy. The big state-owned banks are working on reducing rates on the majority of the nation's 38.6 trillion yuan of outstanding mortgages, representing 17% of banks' total loan books, according to people familiar with the matter. A rate cut for existing home mortgages is necessary, and China Merchants Bank has been studying such a move, said Peng Wen, the bank's assistant president. The biggest retail lender in China developed a contingency plan for potential reductions in existing mortgage rate, but a final plan has not been completed, he added. The cuts are highly anticipated by investors. After the central bank hinted at support in mid-July, the central bank's proposals to cut rates, which came after a wave of early repayment of mortgage debt, aims to reduce the interest rate costs for home buyers and to boost consumption. While China has reduced benchmark rates and pushed the average mortgage cost to a record low. Most Chinese homeholds didn't benefit as banks won't reprise existing loans until the beginning of next year. Agricultural Bank of China, one of China's largest lenders, will formulate detailed guidelines and complete the preparation of new loan contracts as soon as possible. Media reported Tuesday quoting Vice President Ling Li as saying at his earnings briefing. A picture circulating on China's social media yesterday shows that the state-owned Bank of Communication is conducting internal discussions to prepare for the mortgage rate cut. As of June, a 100 out of the 343 Chinese cities have lowered the rate floor of new home mortgages or removed the minimum required, the PBOC said in its quarterly monetary policy report on Thursday. That has brought the nation's average mortgage rate to 4.11% in June, down 0.51 percentage point from a year earlier. China has been cutting new mortgage rates since last year to boost sales in its ailing property market. But the main result so far has simply been a rush by homeholds paying off existing mortgages early, squeezing banks' profits. And lowering existing mortgage rates is expected to further weigh on the bank sector's net interest margin, a key gauge of profitability, which fell to a record low at the end of the second quarter. Official data showed. To so soften the hit on the margins, major state banks may also lower interest rates on some fixed term deposits. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future, China's southern city of Guangzhou on Wednesday issued a notice allowing home buyers to enjoy preferential loans for first home purchases regardless of their previous credit record, becoming the first out of four top-tier cities to officially drop major mortgage curbs. The new rule applies to home loans contracts signed since August 18, 2023. The rest of China's first-tier cities, Beijing, Shanghai, and Shenzhen could follow suit, together with a dozen second-tier cities which have not eased yet. Many smaller cities have already taken steps to make it easier to buy homes. China State Council has released a plan to boost the high quality development of a SciTech Innovation Corporation zone jointly developed by the Southern Tech Cup Shenzhen and the Hong Kong SAR. The development plan for Shenzhen Park of He Tao, Shenzhen Hong Kong Science and Technology Innovation Corporation Zone comprises a total of 30 measures covering such areas as the development positioning, objectives, overall layout and infrastructure layout of the Shenzhen Park, as well as the collaboration with Hong Kong to promote international INT development. According to the plan released yesterday, the Shenzhen section of the He Tao Zone for Science and Technology Innovation Corporation will seek coordinated development with the section in the Hong Kong SAR the two complement each other with their respective strengths making the corporation zone a key engine for the high quality development of the greater bay area By 2025, a mechanism will be established to support the scientific and technological innovation cooperation between the two regions, the plan states, as the reconstruction of the Huanggang checkpoint will be completed to speed up customs clearance procedures. And by 2035, the Shenzhen section is expected to become a world-class research hub with innovation exchanges, supporting the development of the Guangzhou, Shenzhen, Hong Kong, Macau site, Innovation Corridor. Hong Kong's government said on Tuesday that it has set up a task force to enhance stock market liquidity in order to strengthen the city's competitiveness and the development of its capital markets in the short, medium, and long term. The task force will review internal and external factors affecting market liquidity, including the listing regime, market structure, and trading mechanism, and make recommendations to promote Hong Kong's stock market to issuers and investors, the government said in a statement chaired by Carlson Tong the former chairman of SFC. The task force will include members from the financial services sector, regulators, government officials, and representatives from the city's stock exchange. Hong Kong Securities and Futures Commission has frozen a number of clients' accounts under the care of six brokers in a joint operation with the ICAC over suspected market manipulation. The SFC has issued restriction notice to six brokers, including Foto Securities International. The investigation found a syndicate was suspected of ramping up the share prices of two listed firms from December 2022 to August 2023 to inflate the market capitalization of the two firms in order for them to be included as constituents of some major market indices after which the syndicate members could sell their shares to index-tracking fund at inflated prices. A total of 1.28 million guests checked in Macau's hotel establishment in July, leaping over threefold year-on-year, Macau's statistics department said on Tuesday. The average occupancy rate of guest rooms in July rose to 89%. Guests from the Chinese mainland and the Hong Kong SAR jumped by 3.2 times and 12.6 times year-on-year to 946,000 and 200,000, respectively. Next on industry and company use, China's state-owned enterprises and state-holding enterprises saw their revenues and profits grow in the first seven months, the Ministry of Finance said on Tuesday. Revenues hit 47.72 trillion yuan, a 4.3% year-on-year while profits reached 2.73 trillion yuan, an increase of 3.9% from a year earlier. Oriental Selection, the live streaming arm of Chinese education company New Oriental Education and Technology Group, kicked off a live streaming session on Alibaba's Taobao Live at 8 a.m. on Tuesday, attracting more than 2.1 million views and surpassed 10 million yuan in sales within the first hour. Alibaba Cloud announced Tuesday the launch of a digital transformation lab in Japan as it seeks to work with local businesses to accelerate digitalization. The lab, mainly targeting sectors including retail and logistics, aims to co-develop innovative industrial solutions with participating members in Japan, according to a press briefing held in Tokyo. Under the program, Alibaba Cloud and its technology partners will provide resources such as cloud computing, AI services and industrial know-how for program members to upgrade their services. Some Chinese airlines have delayed increasing the number of flights to Japan after online ticket searches failed in the wake of Japanese authorities releasing radioactive wastewater into the ocean on August 24. Bookings to Japan have fallen by about one-third this week from the previous seven days, with a jump in refunds, a Chinese carrier told media. Online searches for air tickets to Tokyo and Osaka nearly halved after August 24, according to data from several travel agencies. The price of airfares from Shanghai to Tokyo for the middle of next month was also down 10% compared to last week. Responding to a higher fuel cost, some of China's top airlines are hiking prices on all domestic fares. Online travel platforms today have been notified by carriers including China Eastern and Qingdao Airlines that they will add a 60 yuan fuel surcharge for mileage under 800 kilometers for adult passengers and 110 yuan above 800 kilometers. The adjustment will become effective on September 5th, which is the second increase this year, doubling the current fees. Earnings Reports Express Asia's largest oil and gas producer PetroChina's first half net profit growth slowed to 4.5% year-on-year to reach 85.3 billion yuan, partly due to the high base in the same period last year when its interim net profit soared 55%. Revenue went down 8.3% to 1.48 trillion yuan, which the oil giant attributed to lower prices of oil and gas. Total crude oil output increased 1.2% year-on-year to 392 million barrels, while gas output rose 7.3% to 2.42 trillion cubic feet, China's second largest oil refiner announced today. China's largest insurer, Ping An Insurance, yesterday said its first half net profit dipped 1.2% yearly to 69.8 billion yuan, partly due to market volatility. Operating profit for the first six months fell 5% to 82 billion yuan. Its major business, Life and Health Insurance, fell 1.7% yearly to 58.6 billion yuan the value of new business in the first half however jumped 32.6% year on year to 26 billion ram the banking business showed strong growth with the net profit rising by 14.9% to 25.4 billion R. however the net interest income decreased 2.2% yearly to 62.6 billion Rand as the annualized net interest margin dropped 0.21 point to 2.55%. The first half profit of assets management business slumped 62.3% yearly to nearly 2 billion yuan, and the operating profit of the tech business died 57.6% to 2.3 billion yuan over the same period. The Agricultural Bank of China saw its half-year net profit increased by 3.48% year-on-year to 133.2 billion yuan. First-half operating income reached 365.8 billion yuan, up 0.7%. But its net interest income declined by 3.25% to 290.4 billion yuan. The net interest margin was 1.66%, while the net interest spread was 1.49%, both decreased by 36 and 37 basis points respectively year-on-year. The bank's total non-performing loans as of June 30 stood at 294.4 billion yuan, up 23.3 billion yuan from the end of last year. But its non-performing loan ratio decreased by 0.02 to 1.35% from the end of last year. Pinduoduo beat second quarter revenue estimate on Tuesday as the discount e-commerce platform attracted price-conscious customers in China and its international shopping sites to Mu continue its rapid growth. The company's net revenue jumped 66% from a year earlier to 52.3 billion yuan in the second quarter. Net profit attributable to ordinary shareholders rose to 13.11 billion yuan from 8.9 billion yuan a year before with a profit margin of 25%. Chinese EV startup Neo predicts its third-quarter deliveries will soar by as much as 80% as it becomes the latest major electric car builder in China to benefit from a release of pent-up demand. Neo said yesterday it would hand 55,000 to 57,000 vehicles to Chinese customers between July and September, up by at least 74% from the same period a year ago. During the second quarter, vehicle deliveries totaled 23,520 units, falling 6.1% yearly and 24.2% over the previous quarter. NEO said its net loss in the second quarter widened by 27.8% on the year to 6.1 billion RAM, and revenues slipped 14.8% to 8.77 billion RAM. Interim net loss widened by 138% year-on-year to 10.8 billion yuan. Xiaomi Corp yesterday reported better-than-expected profits after cost-cutting efforts and a focus on more expensive mobile devices helped buoy margins and offset a more smartphone market. Interim adjusted net profit jumped 69.5% to 8.4 billion yuan from a year ago. Revenue, however, fell by 11.6% to $126.8 yuan in the first half as the global smartphone market continued to witness subdued demand. Xiaomi's R&D expenses totaled $4.6 yuan in the second quarter, reflecting a 21% increase compared to the previous year. And it anticipates its R&D investment to surpass $100 yuan over the five-year period spanning from 2022 to 2026. China's food and beverage market has shown signs of a fast lane recovery, with a number of Asian listed catering firms reporting growth in their first half net profits. Top Chinese hotpot chain Heidi Lao released his interim report on Tuesday, which showed that revenue rose 24.6% year-on-year to 18.9 billion yuan. Net profit reached a record 2.26 billion yuan. Its rival Shabu Shabu Catering turned loss of 278.2 million yuan in the first half of 2022 to a profit of 2.12 million yuan this year. China Chuanjudo Group realized a net profit of 27.9 million yuan, a growth of 118% year on year, its interim report showed. Tongqing Tongqinglo Catering also achieved a rapid recovery. The China time-owner brand had first-half revenue of 1.08 billion yuan of 45.2%, and net profit was up almost 590% to 146 million yuan. Switching gears to financial news, a number of Chinese mainland-listed firms whose shares are trading below par have reportedly said major stakeholders will not go ahead with plans to pair their sticks after the securities watchdog sniffing the requirement as part of measures rolled out at the weekend to boost investor confidence and spur the ailing stock market. 30 companies said yesterday that major shareholders will not proceed with stage sales, while 10 others announced buyback plans. Many more are likely to follow suit as approximately 150 of the listed firms have announced repurchase plans within less than two weeks. Wrapping up with a quick look at the stock market, Chinese stocks edged up on Wednesday with a benchmark Shanghai composite ticking up 0.04% and the Shenzhen Component advancing 0.3%. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index ended almost flat while the tech index dipped 0.9%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.